Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Fortnite, Snoop Dogg, and new anime announcements. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to This Week in This Week in Geek. We took a week off last week because it was uh, Thanksgiving for us Americans, and um, we just wanted to be fat and and lazy and and eat food and be kind of (laughs) ridiculous. How was your holiday, Kevin? Did you do all of those things? Uh, Yeah, Uh, we usually go over to our... uh extended family in sacramento so we went we went oh. up north um but yeah it was, it was pretty nice you know hanging out with family again uh having dinner at 2 30 p.m you know uh <laughs> as one does on thanksgiving uh, like thanksgiving has that weird thing where it was like like it made sense if you were doing like black friday like not camping in mm. line but like if you were planning on going to the retail stores it makes sense to like you know eat eat early and then stand in line and get ready for it um but yeah we kind of have like thanksgiving lunch because um, I mean, when when you're in thanksgiving you just kind of continuously eat throughout the day yeah uh yeah <laughs> we had like pie for dinner i guess that's mm, the best way of doing it but kind? like we had uh we had pecan we had apple and we had pumpkin available uh i had nice. a slice of pecan and apple personally I don't I don't do pumpkin that much. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. I mean, there, there's been a lot of uh, other things, but we'll get into it once we start getting into the uh, the actual itinerary of, of today. So, yeah, that that's about it. Just just hanging out with family for Thanksgiving. It's funny uh, that you mentioned about- um, uh, Black Friday, because yeah. um, when I like one of the things I did over the the weekend was I did see the uh, the Thanksgiving movie that's out. Um, it's it's just called Thanksgiving. It's a horror movie by Eli Roth, and it's like I thought it was just going to be kind of a stereotypical slasher, but it's not. It's it's so fucking funny in the 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 stupidest of ways. It's like you turn just turn off your brain and watch it, and it's really good. Um, it's based on like an old uh, fake trailer that he did. I think during his Grindhouse movie, like in between the two movies there was a trailer for this Thanksgiving slasher. I thought it was just going to be like plain old, like, Oh, it's a Thanksgiving killing horror man in a pilgrim mask. Ooh, but no, it's actually like, it's a very funny critique of American consumerism and excess. Like the film starts with the pretty much. It starts with a black Friday chopping or people like on Thanksgiving night already, like going to like mob the store to get these, very minimal deals for these items that they want. And it's so funny because like the thing is it seems over the top and ridiculous, especially when you watch the film and realizing that it's like an over the top horror movie. But the thing is, is that in real life, this stuff has happened. Like you see the footage online, like newsreel footage 
of Black Friday shopping gone horribly wrong where people are trampled, like the stores are are completely massacred, like ransacked. People are are, are killing each other in the store or in the street for like a new blender or something that's like very minimally marked down. Um, and then you watch the movie and it's like, oh, actually, this is this is accurate. This is this was real. This is real life. So it, it I would highly recommend it if you are looking for something that's Thanksgiving themed to watch ever. Um, the kills are also like so over the top and stupid that it was just absolute fun. Like everyone in the theater was laughing, especially like the first like big kill. It's like, oh, this is the kind of movie we're watching. Okay, turning my brain off and just having fun. Um, but I I also saw I saw that I also saw Napoleon, which was pretty to look at but i don't think it was as good as i was expecting it's not as good as like ridley scott's other stuff like gladiator um so there's that i also finally beat um tears of the kingdom and now i have moved on to playing spider-man and um pikmin have you started spider-man 2 yet kevin i know uh the controls are very different very different yeah, it feels very different. So I, I, I was like, I didn't realize how different they were. And I was talking to Holly, who um, has, has now uh, broken it off. So I'm single again. Um, uh, that's another thing that happened to me. Um, but but um, they added in like, you know how they kind of just copied the for Spider-Man and Miles Morales. They kind of copied the Arkham formula where like it's um, squares hit, circles dodge, X is to... Um, something else and then triangle is to like counter Mm -hmm. uh they moved the counter button to l1 Hmm. and it's very (laughs) unintuitive do they do they have the option to like rebind i don't think so i haven't looked because like if you do that it changes also how you use gadgets and stuff too then yeah point so it's it's it takes so it took me so long to get used to and I, I still, I keep dying because I refuse to counter because it's like, no, you changed it on me, so I will not counter. I will yeah. just die instead. I will literally die on this hill. But so far, it's pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. I still think I like Miles Morales more than either of these two games. I don't know why. I have no idea because Miles Morales is essentially just like glorified DLC. But for some mm. reason, I, I had more fun with that game than either of the like the two full spider-man games mm. yeah but that's been me that's that's what i've been doing okay so let's get into it um let's let's do what facebook thinks that i am completely addicted to it's it which is look at lists of things at this point so this list that i was now served up is um well, it's it's a much longer list on Ranker because we're not doing an IGN list this time, haha. But the yeah. um, <laughs> the covered Geekly was only doing the top ten, even though the the Ranker list goes to much more. Um, but it's the top ten um worst A list Hollywood actors, and what you consider A list is can can kind of be um disputed. But mm-hmm. they're they're at least prominent figures in Hollywood. Um, so 
there's different reasons why like some people it's just like they don't like them some people think they're kind of overrated some people think that their acting is wooden or whatever but kevin who do you think are the top three top three most hated most hated a-list top 10 worst but that just means like people don't like them top 10 worst a-list hollywood actors okay i think by default after everything that has gone on you have to put Amber Heard in there. Okay. I thought <laughs> like, I thought you were gonna say Chris Pratt, but Amber Heard, I, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think Chris Pratt would make the list, but I don't think top three. Okay. I, like, yes, he turned everything that like we all grew up on into a singular voice, but I don't <laughs> like yeah, I don't I don't think it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um let's see, who else would make the most hated list? Like who? Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's anybody who I absolutely like despise. Who? Okay, like people who. Woody Allen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or uh, wait, do we put uh? Oh wait, would no, no, no. Well, okay, wait. How recent is this? Because like I could also put this like is, Roman Polanski on the list. This is from November twenty. <laughs> November 20th. Okay, so it's like pretty recent. Okay. I think I'll put... I don't think people would forget what Woody Allen did. But it is one of the ones that's not like popular either. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Ooh, okay. Out of... I think... Yeah, another thing that I was like going towards was like who like my brain went to talk shows as well. Right. I think that like I know that Jay Leno and like David Letterman had a couple people who like well, like a lot of people who just like didn't like their style or didn't like, you know, the the late night format, but also like new new wave of like the hosts as well, but like I think Fallon's okay, but I don't think it's enough to say that he, like, tore down the show. I think, if anything, he yeah. made it more relatable for, like, for like our generation by pretty much just taking all the frat boy games and turning them into, we'll do this with, <laughs> we'll, we'll do this with celebrities instead. Um, I think, by default, we have to put Corden on there, too, then. Okay. I don't think I don't think anybody has good things to say about Corden, unfortunately. No. Everybody. Right. I have not heard us I have friends who like him and they kind of liked his style. Uh-huh. But like him personally as a human being, no one's ever said anything good about him. Yeah, I mean, after after the egg white omelet thing, I I just gave up. Like this this man is irredeemable. Also, could you imagine him like there, there's that. Yeah, the egg white omelet thing was you just had a meltdown for no yeah. particular reason, but also like, imagine like you're on, you're in LA, right? You're uh-huh. on your way to work. You're almost going to be late. And then this motherfucker stops traffic to dance and sing in front of you <laughs> while you're already late to work in LA. And yeah, and I mean, traffic's bad that. enough already in LA and then mm-hmm. let alone like getting stopped by James Corden of all people, you would just like, <laughs> 
I would just get up out of my car and start walking. I'm like, I'm done. Now, if it was another James, like, like if it was James McAvoy, like that's a James I wouldn't mind stopping the car for. Yeah, but, but, but no, 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 not Corden. Yeah, absolutely not Corden. Um. Okay, and then the last. So you have Amber Heard. You have James Corden. I have Amber Heard, James Corden. Would okay. I'm gonna play. I don't. Oh wait, no. I don't know if he's, he's considered a list. Uh, I mean, screw it. I'll put him up there. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. I'm gonna put MGK on the on the list. That's an interesting um, choice for you, I think. Because one, I think one, he like literally turned against the entire like rap community after trying mm-hmm. to go after Eminem, but then like. His his hard pivot to like his other stuff doesn't make him any more likable either. Um, so I think that might be my number three. Uh, I don't I don't think it's enough for like other people to like. He might not even be a list enough to like make the list, but I do think that he has enough people who hate him that it could influence a rank like this. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, let's go for top 10. Um, Woody Allen, you mentioned, though, he's not top 10. Woody Allen, I'm looking on the actual ranker, is 14. 14, okay. He didn't make qu- he didn't quite make top 10, but he's still but in the top But he's there. 20. He's, he's there. on the list. He, he, he's okay. on there. He's listed. Um, I don't know. If, let me see if there's Polanski's on here. Roman Polanski, because you mentioned him. Nope, he's not on here. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, so number 10 is Jennifer uh-huh. Lopez. Okay. Cause people think she has just such a very limited range. That's why. Yeah. Um, and she's she's always in rom coms. That's yeah. what people know her for. Um number nine is Kristen Stewart. Okay. Twilight. Yeah, and again, it's yeah. it's the people don't think that she has enough range. People think she's very wooden um she has quote reserved demeanor and perceived lack of emotion um so there's that number eight is taylor lautner taylor lautner again oh wait you have all the swifties too oh wait we should have just went down taylor's ex's list that might that might have helped too (laughs) i mean the taylor taylor era was a strange one yeah and then on New Year's Day, I think was the movie or New Year's Eve or whatever one. It yeah. was a holiday movie. God, the Taylor Taylor era. And then he also married someone named Taylor, I think. <laughs> so he, he ended up with Taylor anyway. Um, so again, it was for his one dimensional characters with limited emotional range. Um, and being t- cast typecast as a heartthrob may have stunted his opportunities to grow and develop as an actor. Number seven is Miley Cyrus. Because of her penchant for controversial behavior, which can be distracting and overshadow her acting abilities. Moreover, she lacks the versatility the audience expected. Audiences expect of a well-rounded actor. Hmm. Okay. Six is Madonna. Huh. Because she's either wooden or overly campy, and her roles often seem tailored to her public persona rather than showcasing her actual acting talent. Okay. Five is Lena Dunham because of 
her performances that are uh, one reason audiences may not enjoy her performances is that, is that her characters can be perceived as self-absorbed or unlikable. Um, plus also like people just don't like her because I think in her memoir, she like fully admitted to molesting her younger sister. So there's that. That's all good. <laughs> there's that. That that's 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 not the greatest thing to put in a memoir or even or much less do, but like to publicly admit it with like no shame. It's um that's gonna rub people the wrong way, kind of like you rubbed someone the wrong way, Lena. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, <laughs> number four is Amy Schumer, um, because her raunchy humor can deter some viewers from enjoying her performances. Additionally, her roles sometimes feature her playing exaggerated versions of herself, which can be off-putting to those looking for more relatable characters. So that's four. Now to the okay. top three. So number three is James Corden. Let's go. <laughs> uh, his acting ability may be found underwhelming, and his tendency to play over-the-top characters might be seen as grating or irritating to some viewers. Yes, I don't think he's good at acting. I don't particularly care for his singing. I think he always just tries to play the jolly fat man in everything. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't work. It didn't work once. It doesn't work ever. Like, I haven't seen the movie Into the Woods, but um, when I was talking to Holly, um, she's like, yeah, the only reason why I liked him in that is because he wasn't playing the jolly fat man. He was just like straight playing the baker. Um, but also, like the reason, I, I think the funniest criticism that people always say of him is that like the only reason he's in America is because like no one in Britain could stand him. And the only reason <laughs> that people in America could stand him is because they thought that like he's, because of the accent, that's it. Mm -hmm. But he's not talented. I don't think he's particularly talented or good. People have only had bad things to say about him because of like how he behaves in things like the um, the carpool karaoke. Like he's very demanding and like unrelenting and like will act like a the big baby that he looks like. <laughs> so James Gordon, number three. Number two, Amber Heard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. with everything she did, plus people think that she's very um stiff and uh, lacking in emotional range in her acting. Um, yeah, she's not the, the most popular person in Hollywood right now. Um. So, and then number one is Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, number I, one. I would not have thought. I Neither would not have I. thought it was Jaden Smith, but like. For context, James Corden had, um, oh, these numbers are weird. I don't know, but for 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 context, like he has nineteen thousand seven hundred forty four votes. Amber Heard has four thousand six hundred fifty three votes. So, nineteen. Wait, that's not, wild. I I don't understand this because the numbers are weird. Like for example, um, Amy Schumer has more votes than James Corden. Who has one thousand three hundred sixty-eight? Maybe they're doing it proportionally. Mm. Maybe it's like proportionally for the number of like votes that they get total. How many are positive or negative? I don't know how ranker works. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, that somehow Jaden Smith has nineteen thousand seven hundred forty-four votes, and people just don't like him because they think he's lackluster. And I would agree, he's not very good at acting. He like he's a nepo baby, without the skill to back it up. I think. Yeah, I can see that. 
So yeah, those are the top 10 according to Ranker. Finally, not an IGN list. Thank you, Facebook, for not serving me an IGN list. Um, moving on. So you know, you want to know something else that like people hate, Kevin? Hmm. There's a, a new contender for the worst video game of the year. And it's uh it's pretty damn bad. Oh. <laughs> you know what's even worse, Kevin? <laughs> so the last one we came we we brought was was the awful King Kong game, the Skull Island Rise of Kong, right? Mm-hmm. This is from the same goddamn publisher. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's called Game Mill, which Uh-oh. it makes sense because if you think of like puppy mills or like anything mill, yeah. It's like you're you're constantly churning out product garbage. <laughs> yeah, garbage without any care for quality you're just churning it out to have a product um what has what has come out in the news recently is that the actual developer that came out with um the rise of kong game is a uh, chilean indie studio but they only had one year to make the game hmm that's not enough time that yeah that that gives you no time to work with at all like for context, like a good game takes at least like what maybe three years if you're yeah. really pushing it. If you're making a very small game, but for like a a, a good game with an actual like AAA worthy license, like King Kong or um, Walking Dead, which is the new one, Walking Dead Destinies is the next contender for worst game of the year. But like, you need at least maybe four or five years to make a quality game because there's a lot of expectation riding behind this intellectual property, but Mm -hmm. um, this new game walking dead destinies. uh, It it looks almost equally bad. I can't, I'm not sure which one looks worse, but this game was allegedly supposed to like take you through the, um, the world of the walking dead, the AMC TV show, not the comics mind you. Um, But it supposedly let you kind of, alter the story and you could kind of change where it went so for example like in the show rick is the leader of the group but in the game you could make the choice to make shane the leader of the group um the governor is a very big antagonist for the show but you could change it to make him like part of your group i guess um and this game costs 49.99 but kevin like it's not worth 49.99 i'm looking at some of these cutscenes, and also just the animation it it it's again back to the PS2 level of of graphics where if you're playing a remastered PS2 game, fine. If you're playing an actual PS2 game, fine. But if you're playing a 49.99 game that's meant to be played on like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and a PC port to it, this isn't it. Yeah, <laughs> like looking at the gameplay, there's. If you look at the IGN articles, they they pulled some Twitter videos of it. Um, there's video of the characters playing a Shane, and he's fighting against Rick, and he's just shotgun blasting Rick in the head, and Rick just keeps running around, and he's taking I don't know how many shotgun blasts to the head, and just the dialogue is just going back and forth. Um, the death animations in another. Uh, Clipper are just atrocious and it looks like a high schooler maybe programmed it and the cutscenes are not even cutscenes it's just stiff like vignettes of characters 
and they're using the uh I think the the TV show audio over that. I can't deter- I can't I don't know whether or not King Kong is worse than this because again I'm only basing it on what I've been shown from Twitter posts and videos. But at least in King Kong like despite that one scene where they just put like a still image of the the dinosaur. At least that was actually animated, and Kong was moving around. This they're just mm-hmm. like frozen in place with their mouths open, and just you're listening to the audio. It's so bad. Um, I I don't know how Game Mill Entertainment got all of these rights to the games. I I actually know now that I think about it. The reason that they probably have enough money to get the rights to this property and make these games is because they're hiring like South American and Latin American publishing com- or developers, probably paying them dirt cheap and only giving them like a year to make the game. That's yeah. how they're probably able to afford it. That's my guess. So if you ever see a thing from Game Mill, just just don't buy it unless you're in it for the giggles and you want to throw your money away. In which case, like you could just also just give us the money, and yeah, I'll it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's better use of your time. Feed us, yeah. Give us money, please. Um, so yeah, moving on. Um, another thing that people are are not enjoying is that Fortnite is age gating their skins. Have you heard about this, Kevin? No, I I haven't. So apparently, um, if I I haven't played Fortnite in years i've only played it once or twice but um if you log into fortnite right now and you try to choose some certain skins some of them have a warning sign like attached to the skin when you choose it that says you cannot use this item in experiences rated everyone 10 plus or lower um any a, a lot of it looks like it's according to forbes um one common thread is that some skins are being or not some skins but according to Forbes what common thread that they've noticed is that the skins that are being age gated are ones that have guns attached to them like for example the one they're showing is um Laura Croft who mm-hmm. has a gun there's also like Black Widow, Cable, Domino, um Doctor Doom, Sergeant Jonesy, Bandolette, Double Cross, Agent Peely like anyone that has a a, a gun seemingly attached to them is not allowed. Um, and this applies to all cosmetics, I guess. Um, something that I have also noticed while we're on the topic of this is that um, some a reason that some other people were saying that they might be age gating is just because of the uh, the way that people are, are interacting. Like there, there's a lot of, for example, let's say Chun Li, because Chun Li's a skin in uh, Fortnite, right? I yeah. So, <laughs> so you know how Chun Li looks, and then people yeah. are using emotes that are like. Yeah, you, you, you know I've what seen them doing. online. Yeah, no, you know no. what they're doing to Chun. They're hitting the chug jug a little too close. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. They're they're getting a little thirsty in game, and they're thinking, hmm, some milk would be nice right now, and that's what they're doing. Um, so I can see, I can honest, I can see why that they're they're age gating stuff, but people are are not happy with this quote, Robloxification of Fortnite. I don't really necessarily agree with the the gun one. Like personally, I think that it's a shooter game. And if you're age gating 
skins that have like gun holsters on them. That don't make sense to me. Plus, like people paid for these cosmetics. So for you to restrict them feels very wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Anyway, moving on. So going on to movies, and I'll hop back to games in a little bit, just because that's how I've organized things. Um. You know Ardman, Kevin, the studio, the animation studio? No. They're uh, the what, people what? who are responsible for Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, stuff like that. Okay. They're claymation. The problem yeah. is, is that like they're a very well known, like well respected claymation company. Problem is, is that the uh, the company that they get their clay from has gone out of business. Oh. So allegedly, they only have enough clay to last them maybe one more movie. They finished Chicken Run. They finished the next Wallet and Gromit movie. Wallace and Gromit movie. I said Wallet and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run are allegedly done, and they only have enough clay for one more movie. Although the last I've heard is that um, they are in the process of securing another company to buy clay from. So it's not the end of the world like we thought it was going to be for them. But like, <laughs> that's still kind of kind of a weird thought, like a claymation studio that doesn't have clay. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you do that? How do you do that? It, uh, it, it just sounds like kind of not desperate, but it's just like, yeah, it that's not good. No, 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 no. It's like they. It's like, it's like you, you're you're missing the one thing that makes you you. You know, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like if Snoop Dogg wasn't smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear about this, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Snoop Dogg allegedly announced that he was not allegedly. He announced that he was gonna go smokeless, which everyone was like, "Wait, dude, Snoop, that's like your entire personality." But like, good for you. But that's your entire personality beyond rap is that you uh. The things we know Snoop Dogg for are, of course, rap, smoking, and being friends with Martha Stewart. That's all we yeah. know him for. Some people know him that he was on trial for murder, but people forget about that. Um, <laughs> but he uh, he announced that he was going to go smokeless, but it was just like to promote some smokeless barbecue thing. Yeah. It wasn't actually real. Um, his initial post said, after much... Con- much consideration and conversation with my family. I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. But actually, he said, um, Solo Stove has since, he said, I have an announcement. I'm giving up smoke. I know what you think. Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing, but I'm done with it. Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky icky. I'm going smokeless, but it was actually because he was promoting the Solo Stove smokeless fire pit. So, He's their official spokesman, quote unquote. I mean, that's a so, that's a good name, like a good title. If you're gonna go for something, it like is. That. But like, it was like clever marketing, but just the biggest bait ever for Snoop. So I, I kind of respect it, but I kind of don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. So moving on from like that stuff to TV, and then back to games. Um, King of the Hill is getting a reboot coming in 2025. It's like one of the shows that one of the very first like adult swim shows that I ever watched. So I think it's funny. Um, I think Hank Hill is just a funny character in general. Plus all the memes like the, that's my purse. I don't know you. Um, It's coming in 2025 on Hulu. Um, Apparently the first two episodes they had were already written. They did a couple table reads. Everyone enjoyed it. Um, Of course, two of the characters are, are no longer with us. Two of the voice actors, the, um, the actor who voiced Dale Gribble, 
um, and the actor who voiced uh, Luann. They are both no longer with us, so there's no word how they're going to handle those characters yet. Um, hopefully they they do them justice. But the reason I just wanted to bring this up is because, Kevin, I know you went to Japan recently. And one of the mm-hmm. things I know about King of the Hill in Japan is that there's a very big like fandom behind King of the Hill. And kind of yes. like how in America people are like, oh, you, I think you I think you're the one who told me about this. But like and I've seen videos about it since. But in America, everyone's like, oh, you have to watch the Japanese anime with the um with the original like audio and watch it subbed, not dubbed. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like that in Japan with King of the Hill, where everyone there is like, you have to watch it like in the original American with subs, not the yeah. Japanese dub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that something like you encountered there? Like how how big really is like the King of the Hill appreciation Just, there? King of the Hill is like the American anime. Like you, you go over there <laughs> and like it's at least in the couple shops that I went to, it was kind of a big deal, um, which I was like, it, oh, I, I didn't know that, you know, King of the Hill had this, like, level of following, but it is something yeah. that, like, it's not just the memes, but a lot of people are there for the memes, so you can't really be mad at it for that. Like, what is the appeal of, of like, this show in particular? It's, it's not even, like, Family Guy or anything. It's, like, it's it, King it's of the like Hill. It's just, like, Americanisms, I guess. It's just, okay. like, uh, the... I think obviously I think the accent helps in it like <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Uh that definitely has an appeal um in the in this whole thing. And I, I think that, you know, it fits well. So uh yeah, I think that's part of it. It's <laughs> just uh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things like about Japanese culture that fascinates me is that the obsession with, with King of the Hell plus the uh the fact that it's 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 flipped on its head how they prefer the american yeah <laughs> which like the voice acting is good like i can i can see why and it's just like it, it apparently it just doesn't capture the essence of the show to listen to it with the japanese dub so mm-hmm. it's just so funny to me last thing for me i think is that the uh the game awards nominations were announced hooray um, yeah, uh, have you have you looked into this at all, or do you have any like particular feelings about nominations or or any categories or anything? Uh, no, I I haven't really looked over the nominees. I knew that like I think uh, a couple of my friends like sent me things to like nominate and start like voting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I I haven't I haven't like sat down and done it yet. <laughs> okay. Um. So I mean, I think the obviously the biggest category here is um the game of the year category so the the nominations for this are alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 super mario brothers wonder and tears of the kingdom Hmm. okay i honestly think it's gonna come down to baldur's gate and tears of the kingdom just because of like how i think I would say how impressive, I guess, the the scope and the open world and the crafting of Tears of the Kingdom is, and also the uh, the scope of the world that Baldur's Gate Three is as well. Mm-hmm. I know that there's this funny. There's some controversy for some nominations. Like, um, if you go to the um, independent category, uh, indie game, um, mm-hmm. though, there's one game called um, 
Indie game. Or is it Dan? Is it Dave the Diver, which yeah, looks Dave. like an indie game, but it's not. It's from a a South Korean big video, like major video game publisher. It has the look of an indie game, but it's not. Meanwhile, Baldur's Gate Three is from Larian, which is technically an independent publisher. So, but it looks like a, a big, like major published game, even though it's technically an indie. Oh, from what I understand. So there's weird controversy around the um, the the categorization there, and people are like, "Hey, so what what uh, what's going on here, yo? What what means?" What what does each one of these mean? Like right, like how do you how do you decide what what means yeah. independent in this case? Um, so th- there's a little bit of controversy there. Um, just looking at some of the categories, esports, Overwatch, of course, is not here because Overwatch is a hot flying, <laughs> hot flaming mess. Um, but it's Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant for best esports game. Um, hmm. Let's see. Best ongoing. Let's see what that is. If it will load for me, it's not. Lo- oh, there it is. Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 27, 2077. My guess is because they came out with the Phantom Liberty update and it's been continuously patched. So I think people actually like it now. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Mm. Um, Best performance would be an interesting one because there's a lot of like especially speaking with maddie recently um last week or no two weeks ago damn it was two weeks ago yeah um ben star from final fantasy 16 cameron monaghan from star wars jedi survivor idris elba from cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty which is that dlc um melanie liebird from alan wake 2 Ben Newbin from Baldur's Gate 3 and Yuri Lowenthal from Marvel Spider-Man 2. Oh my god, he looks so old. This guy looks very old to be playing Spider-Man. <laughs> but, oh well, he does a fantastic job of it. Um, any categories you're like particularly interested in, Kevin? Um, I'm going to take a peek at best esport event. Oh, um, okay. Valorant Champions 2023, which was in... Uh, it was in LA. They had sick jerseys, and I missed out on it. Oh, um, nice! Speaking of jerseys, and I, I know that they're in some hot water, and the Overwatch League no longer exists. And like this team, especially, bowed out of Overwatch real quick. But I finally <laughs> bought. You know, remember when we were talking about the staple esports jersey, and we were wondering yeah. how it felt? I bought one earlier today, and I'm waiting for it to come in. So I've ordered it because it was fifty percent off. But just for the, uh, for the sheer like nostalgia. And I also need some like more quote athletic wear. Um, yeah, I did. I did buy one, so we'll see. I'll I'll give a review when that comes in. Uh, best esports team. Okay. Oh, they're going by like each game. I guess it's just by like the champion mm. of who won what. Um. Yeah, JD's gonna take that one for sure. That's League of Legends. Baker's the goat. Uh, that's how they. That's how they're gonna do it. Uh, yeah. If if not, Faker wins. Uh, esports athlete of the year. Um, I don't even play league. I just know that it's it's gonna be that. Um, but what? Wait. Oh, be- okay. I was like, that's a category. Uh, they it just says best family, and I'm like, what does that mean? Like what? Like 
Okay, no, okay. So best family game. I'm a yeah, it's a game awards. Yeah, of course, best okay. family game. Uh Disney <laughs> Illusion family. Island. We have Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Wonder. I would hmm. love Party Animals to win it. I, I think that's a that's another funny one to just keep in What's mind. What's Party Animals? So have you played Gang Beasts? I've heard of Gang Beasts, I've never played it. Okay, so it's like uh ragdoll physics where like you only have a couple of moves you have like grab and like and then you could like wiggle your arms in certain ways so that you could like throw and like, so it's do like different... fall guys it's like that but fall guys has the end goal of like it's kind of like a race every time right and then you eliminate yeah. certain people uh party animals is like an arena fighter where oh. like you you drop in and there's like four people or like there's I think in Party Animals, actually, there's more objective stuff as well. But mm -hmm. for the most part, you're like picking up other people and like chucking them off the side of a train. And like, okay, that sounds fun. Just, it it's a lot of fun. <laughs> like, uh, I I've watched my friends play it. They got it like super early, and one of my friends was like a beta tester for the game, and she was like, "Yeah, it's it's a little wonky right now, but I do think that like the mechanics and like if they add more like game modes, it'll be there and." As a as a big proponent of getting like completely destroyed in Gang Beasts, I think that uh that this is an, another good step in the right direction for for party games, uh, so mm -hmm. to say. So I guess that's what they decided for best best family. I just didn't know that it was considered best family. <laughs> um, so there's then... two categories for indie game. There's best debut yeah. indie game, which is Cocoon for Geometric Entertainment and Annapurna, which Annapurna is a good, a really good indie publisher. Um, I respect a lot of what they put out. Um, Dredge from Black Salt Games and Team 17. Pizza Tower from Tour to Pizza. God, this game is so weird. Have you seen any of this? Pizza Tower? No, yeah. I have not. It's like it has barely anything to do with pizza, but you're you're kind of this just deranged pizza. I don't know if he's a chef or a delivery man, but you're like running through a tower and just charging. It's like a speed run game, pretty much. The game is the speed run. Um, so next is Venba from Visai Games and Viewfinder from Sad Owl Studios and Thunderful Publishing. Viewfinder looked like a very interesting, like trippy, like mind melding game, which I wish I had played it. I had just don't have the money or the access to it. Um, yeah. And just best overall indie game is again Cocoon from Geometric and Annapurna, Dave the Diver, which we mentioned from Mint Rocket, which apparently is actually a much larger, um, not an not an independent per se Korean publisher, Dredge, um, from Black Salt, Sea of Stars from Sabotage Studios, and then again Viewfinder. Yeah, Viewfinder. I saw. Uh... I saw a couple of my friends playing it and it is trippy. Yeah. Um, but it is very good for like those puzzle gamers out there. And like usually I'm usually on board for stuff like that, but I don't know if my if my smooth brain can handle stuff like that now. <laughs> and again, like this is all online. So if you're curious about any specific categories, you can go and actually the voting is still open. The actual game awards isn't until December seventh. Um, I don't know exactly when voting closes. Um, but I mean, you, you've got time or no round one of three, there are three rounds. So this, this first round, um, is closing in a day or two, two days per, per se, but then there's going to be other rounds to vote later on. So 
Um, there's a player's voice award as well, which is the um, 100% fan voted across three rounds. Um, there's a lot of games nominated here. Let me just run through them real quick before we move on into your stuff, Kevin. So for the player's voice, these are the the, the nominees. Alan Wake 2, Apex Legends, Armored Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon, Baldur's Gate 3, Counter-Strike 2, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Destiny 2, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, GTA Online, Hi-Fi Rush, Hogwarts Legacy, Honkai Star Rail, League of Legends, Lies of P, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Minecraft, Mortal Kombat 1, No Man's Sky, Octopath Traveler 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Starfield, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Valorant, and Warframe. I forgot about Warframe. That was fun and free. But yeah, uh, that's this master for the week, Kevin. Take us into the weeb world. Okay, yeah, we we have quite a bit on like gaming and and weeb stuff, so we'll we'll try to go over it as quickly as we can and uh, see what we can cover. Um, all right, cool. So first things first, let's talk about uh TFT Team Fight Tactics. This is my new like pastime game. I wouldn't say pastime; it's just something that I've been my my latest obsession. Okay, um. For those of you guys who don't know what Team Fight Tactics is, it is an auto chess that is in the League of Legends client, um, where you essentially just place units on a board, uh, and then they hit your opponent's units on the other side of the board, and then whoever has units standing at the end like wins and keeps moving forward. Um, and you have a certain amount of HP. Once your HP reaches zero, you're out of the game. Um, so yeah. Uh, I was playing it on and off for a while. It wasn't until like this summer that I really started picking up on it and starting to keep up with it a little bit more. Um, but uh, on the twenty second, so about uh, like last week, they dropped uh, set ten, which is a brand new, like completely different set compared to what we've had for you know, the past month or so, or past couple months. And this one's called uh, Remix Rumble. Um, this whole thing has uh, this kind of, there's kind of like a roadmap to it as well. So um, essentially Remix Rumble is a, like, imagine if everybody had like a style of music and then they're, you're essentially putting boards together that have like similar musical genres. And then they also like work along with each other. Um, in order for you to create like a really good like big board essentially um you like so for this one for example there's like uh there's emo punk country uh what what other stuff is there uh what else is strong pentakill there's just a bunch of like stuff that's named after the bands that uh are canonical in league of legends as well you have kda you have heart steel um and a whole bunch of other like essentially like all these bands are getting together to create music and kind of have like a quote unquote, like big festival in the game. Right. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we're, we're all just here to like play the zoo patch. There's a bunch of stuff that we have to learn. Um, they have a new mechanic that it was similar to something from like season three. I didn't play back then, but they were saying like, um, like it's it's a similar mechanic to something that they used to have but uh there's things called headliners where they have a certain ability that comes in um if you buy them they're only like you could only have one headliner per team 
and they have an extra ability added to them. So it's just a matter of like finding that and what works and what synergizes with your team. Um, but yeah, um, the cool thing about this is that it was a collaboration, uh, not only with just like Riot, but also a bunch of other musicians. Um, and then the kickoff kind of uh, announcement video was done by um, done with music remixed by Steve Aoki. Um, so Steve Aoki is like a big proponent of playing TFT. Um, he had like a, a launch party where he was just like remixing some of the songs that they had um, from this event. And then it's going to end in Vegas this year. Um they they're apparently having a like big showcase where they're gonna have like kind of kind of like a a big party where the bands will actually be there um and it's supposed to be like a music festival that's going on during like the end of december uh or like the beginning of december it's from like the i think it's from like the 7th to the 10th or something like that Hmm. um so yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see how that how this plays out um so apparently it's like half tournament, half like concert. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, what like opening ceremonies and stuff like that look for a game like this. Um, but it's a very interesting patch. Um, I've been playing it uh, every once in a while. Uh, and by every once in a while, I mean like whenever my friends tell me to get online. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of experimenting, a lot of like really fun uh, styles and uh yeah, would would recommend if you guys are just getting started in TFT, um, just just have fun. Just put units on the board that work together, and you'll you'll find something. Um, now is it in Vegas because it they want it to be in Vegas, or is that just because Steve Aoki has a residency there? Uh, it could be a little <laughs> bit of both, maybe. I don't, I don't know. It, it might just be might be more convenient for them, but maybe it's because uh, Riot might also have looked at the looked at the venue. Or had it planned out since like TwitchCon as mm. well. And they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll have it here too. This will be good for not only Steve Aoki residency that he'll most likely show up. But um, also it's just like a really solid space if, if you're going to host an event. They have the esports arena in the Luxor. So that's another really excellent. I didn't know like, they had one there. Um, yeah, I, I went when it was first being developed. And I didn't see much from, from my perspective. But recent photos show like they have like a whole stage and arena on the inside um where you could like they have like stages for the for the players to be uh playing big screen on on the top and then like a bunch of audience seating uh concessions and then like their own like little pc lab that's just open to the public um not open to the public but like you know you available to rent if you want to kill time in vegas and uh instead of spending you know a bunch of money at the at the tables you could spend a little bit of money playing video games that you have at home uh but in vegas um so yeah um it's really fun i would i would recommend it if you guys are trying to take a stab at it um it's probably a really good patch to really hop into it uh all right so let's move from league of legends and stuff like that to uh to pokemon unite um Pokemon Unite is currently in once again like I wouldn't say a weird state but the ranked ladder is so different from the tournament play um that it's harder for like players to get interested in ranked mode but tournament play is still looking really really good um so 
uh, just to prove that, uh, this weekend we had Unite in Lyon where um, Zephyr Esports, which is one of the uh, one of the sponsors for Pokemon Unite team, hosted a LAN um, for European teams to go ahead and play on a LAN setting and kind of uh, face off against each other. But it was all in uh, Lyon, France. It was really cool. Um, I happened to be on the English broadcast side of that, um, where I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to commentate on some Pokemon Unite. Um, it was That's so early. It was too early. It was way too early, but, you know, games are good. Um, so we had that. Uh, and then uh, that was like a, I think it was like a four or five hour cast. Um, but we got through it. It was really good. Um, just the game's overall high quality and uh, really interested in seeing like Mimikyu and the way how that Pokemon has really like found its way into the meta. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but the other big Unite tournament that's happening in uh, in Europe as well is the Unite European Cup um, that is also organized by Unite Battle Hub. And I am also a part of that one, too. Um We'll be commentating over uh, in the European Cup. It's not by team um, that sign up. Usually you see like the same group of people playing in every UCS where it's like uh, the Unite Championship Series. They all have the same teams and it, usually it's like the best of the best all get together mm-hmm. and then they all play together um, throughout the season. But um, for the European Cup, it's by region. So if you're from France, you play on Team France. If you're from Team Italy, you play on Team Italy. Um, so it's more of like a... It's a European Cup thing, but like you have some teams where it's like players who are usually on the same team playing against each other. Um, so it's really interesting in that fact. Uh, you get to keep an eye out on like, oh, this guy's the pro player. Uh, this guy played with him last season. It's really interesting to see how they're going to face off um and so on and so forth but that's also because like right now pokemon unite doesn't have its uh competitive season running right now um we had worlds in august but there hasn't been an announcement to do um any competitive esports side of things yet so we're we're keeping an eye out for when that's going to be announced and uh casting opportunities for for me uh, so we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, uh, Unite European Cup that's happening this week. Uh, that's gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on Wednesday, Thursday. I know that Grand Finals are uh, Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sunday. Um, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for like how the group stages play out and what everything looks like. All right, cool. Uh, the next one I just want to touch on this. This is a, just a really quick side note. Uh, Pokemon Master or not Pokemon Yu Gi Oh Master Duel. We're talking about the other other Mon, uh, Yu Gi Mon. Um, <laughs> I thought you so, were saying Digimon uh, when you said other Mon. Other Mon, yeah. Um, so Yu Gi Oh Master Duel. Uh, just put in brand new animations for the Egyptian gods. This is something that, um, you know they're they're nostalgic cards. They're they're the like literal highlight of Battle City. Um, but in Master Duel, there's a there's like cutscene animations for certain monsters when they're summoned, usually like iconic or boss monsters, uh, for each deck. Um, 
but they recently put in all of the summoning um summoning animations for each egyptian god but the newest thing that they added was uh what we consider uh lethal damage finishing animation right so if you're trying to like essentially if you deal the final blow with an egyptian god it has a different animation uh compared to like if you use any other monster in the game um so the cool thing is like if you use wing dragon of raw it's like um a huge like fire thing like burning up your opponent's field um if you use cypher the sky dragon it's a whole uh like thunderbolt uh thunder surge thing that destroys the board and my favorite one is obelisk if you get hit with obelisk the tormentor he literally punches your board and it breaks and i'm like that that's how you do lethal damage that's pretty cool um so a little, little thing that they added to Master Duel. There's also going to be a new, um, there's also going to be a new battle pass, uh, in the game. The cool thing about Master Duel, once again, like you don't have to invest money to get the battle pass. It's more of playing enough to get like these gems that you get from just playing the game, and then you so could use that to get credit. the Master Duel. Yeah, you use in-game credit to get yourself the battle pass, where you can one regain all the all the stuff that you spent on it, but you also get more perks for playing. So see that's how you do it. That's how you get people invested in your damn game. Exactly. You're you're spending more time in the game and it it helps them out. And then obviously like if they want to expedite it then they can pay, but for the most part like you use in-game credits to buy in-game battle pass and then if you want to go faster you spend money to go faster. Um but yeah, that that's what Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel is up to. Um just adding a couple animations for the Egyptian gods. Okay, uh, let's get into the weeb stuff. I'm actually going to go over this one first. So let's talk about one of my favorite uh, animes that has come out um, in recent times. It's an anime only right now. Um, that is The Great Pretenders. Um, it is on Netflix. Uh, it is a very fun series if you haven't watched it, but it follows um, a couple of con artists and their entire scheme to... Uh, take down some of the richest like billionaires in in the world they travel around the world and they also just you know pull off these crazy mega heists essentially um but yeah it's in an anime form lots of jazz their first one they go to they go to la um and there's mm. an entire scene where they're trying to order in and out um that that is a do they actually call it in and out or did they like it's in z out Oh, so the the second end is just turned ninety degrees. So I hate um, it. But I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the the copyright law in Japan is wild. Um, but yeah, uh, the Great Pretenders had twenty six episodes uh, for season one. Um, the first season was broken up into these smaller episodes, where essentially you could watch like four or five episodes in a row, and then that's like an entire arc. Like that's an entire like show in itself. Hmm. um which is really cool it's a really cool format so like the first for example the first la one is five episodes and at the end of the fifth episode it finishes off the heist and then you don't know what's going to happen with the characters after that um but obviously you know that there's more there's more show to go so you're gonna go and watch more of the show um but essentially there's there's a thing at the end of the Great Pretenders where you meet a character who we have never met, 
um, but we've only seen in passing and we've only seen in the ending credits. Um, but they show up um, and now they are the poster for uh, The Great Pretenders season two. Um, they had announced that and that's supposed to come out next year sometime. Um, I'm excited to meet this new character. Um, plus, they have history with like another one of the main members who, you know, um, so that's another like really interesting thing. But once again, it's its own thing. It is uh, anime only right now. So make sure to go ahead and watch that. Um, if you like good jazz music, if you liked Cowboy Bebop, you will like The Great Pretenders. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, moving into the next one, this is kind of the bigger one for me. Um, Matt, have you seen the new Scott Pilgrim? I haven't. I've I've only seen the movie, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've I've always kind of wanted to play the game, but I didn't actually mm-hmm. buy it when it was more recently available, which mm-hmm. upsets me. But no, I know the new series did just recently come out. Yes. Um. I finished it. That was the one show that I was like, I'm going to finish this over Thanksgiving break. I'm going to do that. So um, I watched the entirety of the series. It is once again, a different story, but it's still in the same universe, which is like amazing. It's, it's fun. Um, But we aren't here to talk about Scott Pilgrim. We're here to talk about uh, the new project that that studio has picked up. So um, the most part for the most part, you know, Scott Pilgrim was amazing. And it is an amazing like series. If you like Scott Pilgrim, if you like the movie from 2013, which yes, that is 10 years ago. If you if you liked Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you will love the series. Um, but um, that company, the company that has done the animation on Scott Pilgrim, is now responsible for the anime adaptation for Don Da Don, and. Don Da Don is one of the few series that there's only five volumes out in the States right now, but it is one of those series that when I read the first volume, I was like, this is going to get adapted and it's going to be great. Um, Don Da Don is done by uh, one of the assistants for Tatsuki Fujimoto. Um, and Tatsuki Fujimoto was the guy who did um, Chainsaw Man. Uh, so during this time, there was... um. He finished like the first arc of Chainsaw Man. Um, so when Chainsaw Man essentially went on hiatus, um, this author, as a uh, assistant to Tatsuki Fujimoto, decided to write his own manga and start getting his stuff underway. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Yuki uh, Nobu Tatsu is the guy who made this. Uh, series Dondodon. I would highly recommend reading it. Um, it is wild. Um, that is all I can tell you. You follow around a guy who doesn't believe in spirits, but he believes in aliens like crazy. And then you have a girl who believes in spirits, but doesn't believe in aliens. So they both run into each other and they say, I can prove that what you don't believe exists. And they both go to their specific things. Um, and yeah, they, they they encounter extraterrestrials and spirits and stuff like that. Um, and because they both decided to take this leap of faith, they're both in kind of they're they're asking each other for help with their with each respective like thing. <laughs> um, 
there's just one frame that like makes me lose my mind every time. So, uh-huh. uh, there's, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, now I'm the, worried. <laughs> now I'm worried. The the guy runs into the spirit. He so the guy who doesn't believe in spirits goes into like this haunted tunnel. Um, and he runs into the spirit of this spirit called the Turbo Granny. And that, that, mm? Turbo Granny, yes, that, that's what we're just gonna call it. Essentially, um, it's a grandma that is like she's just this old lady, and she says some weird stuff when you first meet her. Um, but essentially the the curse is if you cannot beat her in a race she takes your testicles um oh, and that that's not how i want to use that, those that is a uh, that is, that is part of part of the main part of the story but yeah um it's wild uh, the first encounter is wild um but it does have that like weird monster thing that they had in in chainsaw man and they really apply it here Really funny show, really funny like manga. Would recommend it. If you go to a local shop, you'll you'll find it. Um, but Dondadon is getting an anime adaptation by Science Saru. Um, and they've done like Ride Your Wave and a bunch of other uh anime as well. But most recently was Scott Pilgrim. I do think mm. that they did an excellent job with that, and I'm excited to see them tackle Dondadon. So it's gonna be the next one on the list. Cool. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. We're going to go over the manga releases. This is what we have uh, so far. So this week, there's really only two things that you have to focus on. Uh, first one is the Sailor Moon. Uh, the yeah Sailor Moon 5, which is kind of the um, the complete edition. I guess that's what it's called, where it's like kind of a bigger. Um, it's like a bigger omnibus version, but it's in higher quality print. Um so yeah, Sailor Moon, and then the first part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, um, is finally in hardcover and over here in the states. So, um, Stone Ocean. If you guys are keeping up with JoJo's, that is part six. Um, the entire anime adaptation for that is on Netflix. So if you are trying to catch up on it, it's there. Um, cool. Next week, um, I still need to do my my research for this but uh next week we have a couple of books that we have to keep in mind uh the first one is uh hero academy 26 um if if you guys are still wait no 26 no 36 that's the right number um yeah uh we're on hero academy 36 um so yeah if you're looking for my hero if you're still keeping up um volume 36 is out uh next week keep that in mind uh, then we have Blood on the Tracks 15, which is uh, another really deep story driven one. But uh, book 15 is out. And last but not least is Kaguya 27. Um, this is kind of a this is an interesting one for me because Kaguya Sama Love is War is a really great series. You cannot deny it. It is an it is an amazing series. It's really funny. Um it's about a it's like high school romance but if you uh if you say that you love the other person you're you're essentially giving up like your stance in society so <laughs> the essentially you have the 
president and the vice president they definitely love each other but they're they're both afraid to commit and say i love you first um <laughs> so their entire the entire Oops. series is just them trying to get the other person to say it first um but yeah um kaguya-sama 27 the reason why this is kind of a like an interesting one is because book 27 is the second to last volume of kaguya-sama love is war um and if you look at the cover of it it looks like it's split and that's the reason why when we do get volume 28 which is the final one when you put them side by side it will create the final like full picture um i know that a lot of people are looking forward to it but uh 27 essentially the penultimate volume of kaguya sama love is war is coming out um so yeah if you guys are interested in picking it up make sure to go ahead and get kaguya sama love is war 2027 um and yeah keep up with our our lovable idiots uh we'll, we'll see how they we'll, we'll see how it plays out that's such a funny phrase to me every single time someone calls someone a lovable idiot it, it's true it it's it's probably one of the it's one of the few like high school romances where it's like so over the top that it's hilarious and it's also one of the series that I would also recommend that it doesn't matter if you watch it in Japanese or you watch it in English. There are moments in the English dub that are just absolutely wild. So <laughs> I would recommend that if you guys are interested in, in watching it. Watch it either way. You'll love it. There was one anime that I heard about recently where everyone said like the English dub is just absolutely insane. And... I can't remember which one it was, but it's uh, like the the Japanese version of it was wild, but then they brought it to English, and then the English just went kind of crazy. Um, let me see if I can find. Sometimes, the, sometimes they're allowed to just do that, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, I can't I can't find the title, but I'm looking at the the clip now. The they don't have the comments on this reel for whatever. It's reason, okay. But... It's, send, me, send me the clip, and I can see if I can identify it real quick. Okay. Well, th this is this is even more wild than what I thought. Um, <laughs> this is definitely from the '90s. Yeah, it's from the '90s. I can't remember what it is. Uh, I don't know, but it's unless just... it's in a bridge series. That that would also be hilarious. It might be in a bridge series, but I know that like at least found it. Uh, oh, it's it's ghost stories. A bridge. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. It, so it isn't a bridge. No wonder. No wonder it's so weird. Anyway. Unless it's like the actual one. I, I don't know if there is an actual like true one. So maybe it is the original one and it's just it's just that wild. I wouldn't be surprised with the kind of weird shit that's just like actually in Japanese ports of anime to English like Bobo Bo or Sergeant Frog. Yeah. But those are just wild to begin with. Exactly. Anyway, while we're rambling, Kevin, what what's your advice for, for the week uh, in our post thanksgiving state for at least for us americans the rest of the world doesn't really care about our thanksgiving okay um if, if you're in america and you're trying to be on a diet don't uh not not <laughs> right now just don't right now there there is no way like <laughs> just be honest with yourself after the holidays like don't start don't don't start working out immediately like when the new year starts starting like february <laughs> But like dieting during this season is literally impossible. Uh, oh yeah, just enjoy the food. 
that's fair that's fair i had a lot of ham were you are you a ham person or a turkey person kevin i think we, we have we have a turkey uh every year okay because like my uncle takes the time to do it and it's ridiculous mm, if you know how to do a turkey then it's worth it but if you don't then just either buy it somewhere or just go with ham mm-hmm. anyway thank you everybody for listening in with us this week um, i might have someone i can contact to do another interview but that's does pretty cool stuff i need to see if she would be interested in it but yeah thanks for tuning in everybody and we will catch you in the next episode adios next week we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet thanks for listening to this week's episode if you like what you hear please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.